Hi, I'm John Gonzalez. I'm here with my legal partner, Jack Derora, and we're talking to you from True FM Online. Hello, everybody. I'm Jack. Uh, we're here to talk about legal issues, the type of legal issues that confront most of the people in Columbus or anywhere for that matter. We're both partners with the B Hall Law Group. You can find us on the web at B Hall Law, that's B as in boy, E H A L, uh, bhalllaw.com. We're primarily business lawyers. We handle contracts and real estate. We try cases. We also handle probate and estate and family law matters. Jack, today we're going to talk about insurance issues, primarily issues involving automobile insurance uh, from liability and uninsured motorists. Um, but before we get started, I'd like to remind our audience that we provide this podcast as a service to the community. We try to provide quality information, but we're not giving legal advice that anybody should rely upon for their specific situation. That's because legal advice has to be tailored to the circumstances of each case. Nothing we say in a podcast can substitute for the advice you should seek from an attorney in a private confidential meeting if you have a legal problem. John, let's let's get into this matter of insurance and Maybe the first question I have for you, is there anything that surprises you most about what you see with insurance and your clients? I think most people understand that in Ohio, it is a legal requirement to carry automobile insurance. What my clients um, learn after a car accident generally is how poor of a policy they have. It's not that they don't have a policy and that they're not legal. It's just the policy is very poor. So when I talk to them, and it's after the fact, because once an accident happens, you're stuck with the insurance you had that day, but I always advise clients uh, to get better insurance if I see that they have a deficit or a deficiency. Well, when you say bad insurance, I'm assuming you're talking about the amount of coverage they have. Am I right? The amount of coverage and the different types of coverage. So we think about insurance uh, across the board. You have health insurance. We might have life insurance. Um, we certainly have automobile insurance, which we're here to talk about. So insurance is a, a hedge against a risk. If you get into a car accident and you hurt somebody or if you simply damage their car, you have a financial risk that you're insuring against, and that's what that policy covers. So in Ohio, the state minimum, right, the uh, legal for less minimum, is $25,000 of liability coverage. That's not a lot of money if you think about how bad an accident uh, a person could get into. Um, and so I usually try to find out from people what assets they have that they might want to cover with more insurance, uh, what's the scope of their um, uh, job, um, does it require a lot of driving and things like that. So explain to me before our audience what happens if you're in a significant collision, you're at fault, you have a policy with very modest limits, and maybe you have a lot of assets in the way of bank accounts, real property, real property being a house. What happens? That's the, the good and bad about insurance, really. So insurance protects you up to the amount of coverage. We talked about the state minimum being $25,000. So, Jack, if you rear-end somebody tomorrow your insurance company will pay up to $25,000 uh, to uh, cover that risk for you. That case may be ultimately worth $10,000. No problem. You're fully covered. 
that person may have suffered severe injuries and maybe their case is worth 100000 Now you've got an exposure or a personal risk above your insurance. So what we talk about would be your insurance company would pay the first 25000 That's all it's obligated to pay. You would have to come out of pocket $75,000. Out of pocket might mean you have to sell a house, you have to deplete bank accounts, you know, your assets are at risk, possibly bankruptcy is in your future. So the more insurance you have, the less there is a risk of somebody going above that insurance. When you're in a collision and you have insurance, who actually represents you when you've been sued for causing that collision? And so that's the benefit of insurance. Um, not only does it pay for the loss up to that specific amount that you buy, but in any case and all the time, your insurance company will provide you with a lawyer, a defense lawyer. There are a handful of firms in Columbus that handle insurance defense claims. Um, very, very good lawyers. They all represent the person that caused the accident if that person is sued. Now, your company will also represent you in trying to settle the case or the claim before there's a lawsuit. And that may take up to two years after the crash. Uh, the statute of limitations is a two-year statute, so usually lawsuits aren't filed until somewhere close to that because lawyers like you and I, who represent injury victims, try to settle the case directly with the at-fault party's insurance company. Uh, if we have to file a lawsuit, we know the lawyer is going to be involved on behalf of the person that caused the accident. Let's talk about this subject of underinsured or uninsured motorist coverage, which years back got a lot of news. Not so much today, but I don't, I'm don't. i concerned that maybe our listeners don't appreciate what that means, that is, uninsured motorist coverage. What I'd uh, ask our listeners to do, if you have a minute, is take out what's called your deck page or your declaration page of your insurance, and you'll see what types of coverages you have. We've been talking about liability coverage. It's usually stated in a, in a dual amount. Uh, state minimum, again, $25,000, and usually you'll see 25050 The 50 is for uh, the entire accident. So I always say, if you run into one person and hurt them, you're covered to 25000 If you run into a busload of people and hurt all of them, you're covered no more than 50000 Okay. So then you have this situation where people don't have insurance or don't have very much insurance. And that gets into an uninsured or an underinsured situation. That's another type of coverage that I would recommend everybody to have. And you mentioned um, uh, the play that it got years ago. That's because in Ohio, for a number of years, insurance companies were required to offer you the same limits of liability and uninsured motorist. Uh, so if you had 25000 liability, the insurance company had to offer you 25000 UM coverage. The legislature did away with that as a part of tort reform. Insurance companies are notorious now for not telling people that they can get UM, UIM coverage. And you see policies, uh, unfortunately I see too many of them, where people do not have that essential, very, very important coverage. So that sparks two questions. The first is, why would insurance companies be reticent to offer me UM coverage, as it's called? Mm -hmm. What happens is is that uh, it's a very competitive business in Ohio. So let's say I have nationwide insurance, and I'm shopping my insurance to GEICO. 
Well, Geico can sell me a policy that's cheaper by eliminating UM, UIM coverage, right? So now I'm thinking I'm getting a better deal because my my uh, monthly uh, costs or, or my year um, uh, cost for insurance has gone down. When what's actually happening is is I'm not getting less coverage. You have to make sure you're comparing apples to apples because these companies will do that. There's also another provision that's called med pay coverage. Good policies have med pay coverage. It's a third kind of type of coverage that's not required. You see a lot of companies that will quote you without quoting you the med pay coverage too so that it seems like you're paying for less. Tell me what med pay coverage is. I've heard that. I'm not sure I always understand it. Med pay is wonderful coverage and it's very cheap to have on a car. Um, but med pay uh, is benefits to pay your medical bills if you're in a car accident. Irrespective of fault? Irrespective of fault. So it doesn't matter if it's your fault or another driver's fault. If you're hurt and you're in the car, it'll pay your medical bills. Now, like with all insurance, there's a cap. We usually see it with auto insurance of uh, $5,000, but you could buy $100,000 worth. What that covers, if you have health insurance, would be your co-pays and your deductibles or maybe your medication costs, or if you buy some crutches, but you don't even have to use it for medical bills. Oftentimes, they'll write you a check, and you can use that money for whatever you like. But it's med pay money, and it's not fault-based, so it's wonderful coverage. I said I had two questions. Here's the second one. So here's the scenario. I have coverage. Let's pretend I have $300,000 coverage per uh, individual and $500,000 total. But let's say I don't have UM coverage and I'm in a serious collision where my car is destroyed and I'm in the hospital. Are you telling me that I cannot go to my insurance company for any kind of coverage in that situation? Is if the accident was not your fault. Right. The other driver has no insurance or very little. Maybe the other driver has state minimum. You are stuck with that driver's limits. Now, let's take... Two scenarios here. You get hit and you're in this bad crash by a driver without insurance. You're now left with a lawsuit against that driver trying to get to that driver's personal assets. That driver can file bankruptcy, but I would suggest to you that the reason that person doesn't have insurance is they don't have a lot of money. They have nothing to protect and, right. and no money to protect what little they have. I'm not judging them. There's <laughs> right. people that just don't have uh, insurance because that's not a priority to them at this point. And so if you don't have your own protection, that UM coverage, then you're basically without a remedy. Now, there's a lot of policies being written in Ohio for the state minimum, which Thankfully, the legislature moved from 12500 a couple of years ago to 25000 Still not a lot of coverage, but at least more. So let's take your scenario. You have $300,000 in UIM coverage, underinsured motorists. The person that hits you has 25000 That gives you another $275,000 of coverage. Uh, I have an umbrella above my policy, so I have about a million five in coverage. Chances of me being hit by somebody with lower coverage is pretty good. Chances of me having suffering those types of injuries is probably pretty small. But the more assets you have, uh, the more insurance coverage you'd want to provide yourself with. So I, I, I think the takeaway here is 
for the safest of safe drivers, it's counterintuitive, but, but certainly prudent to think about how that driver will be insured if somebody else is at fault but not insured. You want to have uh, UM, UIM coverage on every policy. I can't imagine any circumstance where you would reject that type of a coverage. I wish that the legislature would make it mandatory again, um, but uh, until that happens, my advice to people is get that type of insurance. Um, it's not that expensive. It's more expensive than not having it, but it's not that expensive because when your insurance company pays you, it has a right to go after the other driver for the money that it paid to you. So it may be able to recoup some of that money. Uh, it just saves you the hassle of doing it. So think about insurance for a minute. If you're 23 years old, just out of college, starting your first job, living in an apartment, you're leasing or buying a car, you probably don't need a lot of insurance. You probably don't need to have a policy of a million dollars. But if somebody hits you and you don't have that UMUIM coverage, then you may suffer significant injuries and you have no recovery, no, no remedy for. Got a question about limits. Can I buy a policy with higher uninsured motorist limits than I have for my regular liability limit? That's a really good question. And you know what, Jack? I have never encountered higher UM, UIM limits than liability. My intuition is, is that the insurance company may not offer a product like that, but I don't know anything in the law that would prevent it off the top of my head. But uh, having said that, I've never seen higher limits. So that's actually the situation for the young college grad. He may not have much to protect in terms of his own assets, but he certainly wants to be protected against somebody else who might be negligent and isn't insured. I would think so. And I generally tell people that a $100,000 policy is what you would be looking for. So you would want $100,000 in liability coverage. You would want $100,000 in UM, UIM coverage. And by the way, those always go together. You can't split them. Either a person is uninsured or underinsured, but the, the coverage is the same. Um, I would recommend at least 5000 in medical payments coverage. The, all, the, all the other add-ons, towing, you know, middle of the night, roadside assistance, if you can afford it, fine. But oftentimes you need liability coverage, uninsured motorist coverage, and then the med pay coverage, and you're in good shape. Before we sign off, do you have any other words of wisdom for our listeners? I don't. I would say, though, that if you have specific questions about um, your coverages, um, part of what I do day in and day out is I uh, look at policies of insurance to try to determine if they're adequate for our clients, and I'd be happy to do that for our listeners. All right, John. Nicely done. Thank you.